Now, today's guest is Christine Glasner, zooming in from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And Christine's story is a little bit different. Christine is a high school teacher by trade, and she got into real estate investing with long-term buy and hold properties and is now starting to do flips. And I know a lot of people that we've interviewed, it's kind of been the other way around. They start with flips and then eventually get into also doing buy and hold. So Christine, welcome to the show. Looking forward to our conversation. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. All right. So tell us a little bit about how a high school teacher got interested in real estate in the first place. Yeah, well, it's all my daughter's fault. I blame oh. her. <laughs> <laughs> Good girl. Good daughter, yeah. Basby. Yeah. Uh, years ago, she got me hooked on that uh, HGTV show, Trading Spaces. Ah, okay. And I have just been hooked ever since. And in 2006, I moved from Florida to North Carolina. When I bought my primary residence, it had a basement apartment. Oh. So that started me out with house hacking before I even knew that was a thing. I think that wasn't even a term back then. So yeah, good on you. And then what What was your next investment property after the house hack? Uh, after uh, a few years, I had met and married my second husband. And he had his house and um, one rental. He and his youngest daughter moved in with me. We rented his place out. And then together, we bought our first property, um, which was a little two-bedroom, one-bath, 1,100-square-foot house, and, and rented that out. Mm -hmm. And uh, then came a pair of duplexes, which I still own. Um, they were, so it's four units, all one-bedroom, one-bath. Got them for such a steal back around 2013 for $18,000. Wow. Each? All together. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good deal. All right. So fast forward 10 years, there were significantly more than that, I'm pretty sure. 324000 as oh, of last March. <laughs> beautiful. Congratulations. That is a beautiful, beautiful success story there. So what, what have been your big takeaways over the years being a small landlord, as we'd say, are you self-managing these properties? Do you hire that out? How, how do you take care of your tenants and toilet? Issues? I was self-managing. Uh, at one time I had my full-time job teaching. I was teaching part-time at a community college and self-managing eight rentals, um, eight doors. And um, it, it was a lot. Yeah. And I wanted a property manager. And my husband at the time was just, okay, wait until we get to 10. I'm like, I'm dying here. And then I wanted to do a flip. <laughs> well, He's like, he well, let's wait. Hopefully he was helping out a little bit. It wasn't all on you. Nope. Okay. It became yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> the silence said a thousand words, Christine. I get it. Yeah. Pets are not together anymore. That's just one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn men are useless. I tell you what. <laughs> okay. So you're, yeah. So did you wait to 10 or did you? Get some help. No, no, we had um, split up. He kept uh, that first little two bedroom, one bath, the house we had bought together. Um, I had my original house. I kept the duplexes and um, I had uh, things happened over COVID. Dad mm -hmm. passed away. I mm -hmm. sold my original house, moved down to Florida to take care of mom, moved her back up here with me to Winston-Salem. Wow. Uh, and because of all that, I put... Um, the duplexes under a property manager and big takeaway. They are so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had done that a long time ago. Okay. Well, Hey, 
better late than never. So what, what piqued your interest and why did you decide to venture into doing flips? I've been wanting to do one for a long time. And again, husband at the time was like, let's wait till we get to 10 rentals. I'm like, what is it with you and the 10 rentals? <laughs> but, um, and, and so after moving here, um, I finally just really decided I needed to get serious about what I was wanting to do, wanting to transition out of teaching and, and have this be my full-time thing. Uh, so even though I had been meaning to do it for years, in January 2022, I finally created my LLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got myself some coaching, both strictly real estate and then a also just a business and personal coach. Good. And I have come so far. So that's another big takeaway is to get the help of somebody who's further ahead than you. Get that coaching, yeah. regardless of what you have to pay for it, because it'll pay for itself down the road. Good, good, good. All right. So walk us through this because i think you're just finishing up or you finished your first flip or you're part way through where, where are you at with your way through yeah okay. um so. demo demo is done and things are now being put back in <laughs> all right so hey is it as much fun as it looks like on hgtv <laughs> actually doing it yes pretty much um you know, we um, have been lucky and not hit any of these major snafus like, oh, my God, you have mold everywhere and that's going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we were lucky that way. It's pretty much a cosmetic flip, um, an expensive one, but still a cosmetic one. Yeah. But um, lesson learned there was um, just not to wait on anything mm-hmm. and have those backups ready because finding people to come and do things they'll say they come and then they don't ah so what you're saying is you want to make sure that you've got multiple contractors ready to go and not if but when one of them flakes out (laughs) pretty much now my main contractor he's still here but it's like the the people that we've hired to take down a tree in the front yard it's like, okay, I got my bids. I contact them. I say, yes, you've got the job. When can you come out and do it? Oh, can I come take a look again? I'm like, sure. I'm there when he wants to be there. He doesn't show up. I text him again. I'm like, okay, so when are you going to, did you come by later? When can you do the job? Silence. Ghost. He ghosted you. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if you can't do it, if you don't have time to do it, that's fine. Uh, Let me know. I'll go find somebody else. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. People are, it's funny how it's, it's amazing how some people stay in business. If you ask me, like it's, it's mind boggling. Hey, I've got a question for you, Christine, because you know, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I think the teaching gig is a pretty good, steady kind of profession. Uh, thankless. Some of the times you're a high school teacher. Yeah. I'm, that that's gotta be challenging. What, what are your thoughts? You want to transition into real estate full-time. Why is that? Well, like you said, it is a little bit on the thankless side most of the time. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were all kind of being praised as, as heroes for putting up with these kids all day long because now the parents had to do it. Yeah. And and then after a while, we became villains. And so it was just like, oh, yeah, because teachers don't want to come back and teach and they want to stay home mm-hmm. because people were posting that, you know, they were out on the beach instead of in the classroom. And I'm just like, you know. I'm working more and harder and longer staying at home and having 
to sit on the couch and, and try to monitor these kids and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to, which is really hard virtually yeah. Yeah, yeah. versus being in a classroom. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's a lot of, it, it's income driven for a lot yeah. of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you could you there's was, a, there's the opportunity for you to make about as much doing a good flip as you do working all year as a teacher, right? Or exactly. Six or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember teaching at, at the community college one time and there was a this young girl in there. She was a secretary for a fertilizer company and she said she was there to get a raise. And when I asked her how much she was currently making, she told me I'm like, she was already making twice what I was at the time. Wow. And I had a four year degree. And she was there at a community college. And I'm like, yeah, yeah there's got there's, to be there's, something there's, better. <laughs> there's something wrong with this picture. All right. Very good, Christine. So we were talking a little bit before we started recording. You're starting to get into doing videos and social media type stuff. Tell me a little bit about that. I'm curious. Uh, well, social media seems to be the way that you put yourself out there, um, yeah. especially since the pandemic again, since a lot of physical get-togethers were kind of put on hold. And so it seemed the way to, to meet folks was on Zooms and on, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatever else you, you happen to have. And, and yeah. I only had Facebook. And I'm a part of another group online. And one of the guys on there was just like, Instagram is the business card of today. If you don't have an Instagram, you're stupid. And, you know, we all kind of laughed. but it's it's kind of true. Hmm. So yeah, I have one of my high school students helping me out with an Instagram account. Very good. But you're already doing some video type stuff. So what what are you doing for videos? So I'm just using my cell phone. I don't have anything fancy and yeah. I'm in the reno and I just, just kind of take myself explaining things of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, when I started demo on the, the tile walls in the bathroom, when I was taking down wallpaper, when I was trying to take out the kitchen sink. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. And um, so I've been getting some good feedback. And right before school started, one of our uh, professional development sessions was on making videos. Hmm. So I went to that and they taught us how to kind of put some things together. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And so I'm using what I learned there to help me with these little videos. And it has its own little intro graphic and theme music. And there we nice. go. You're having fun with it. Oh, yeah. Excellent. And that's kind of to document your journey, get the word out that you're actively doing stuff in real estate, generate a little bit of interest around that. And and what what's the end goal? Is that to generate leads for motivated sellers with properties that you might be able to buy? Or is that to generate leads about potential money partners? What What's kind of your end game with, with the social media stuff? All of the above. Um, I actually, Sunday, I was out to lunch with my mother and got a phone call from someone I had had lunch with over the summer. And mm -hmm. he is a private money lender. And he called me up and he said, hey, Christine, I, I saw your videos. And I see, he goes, how's it going? And I said, oh, it's, we're moving along now. Things are progressing really nicely. And he asked me, he goes, well, what's in the pipeline? What do you got next? I said, well, right now I got my hands full with this one, especially yeah. since I'm still teaching. And he goes, all right. He's like, well, He's like, I've got money. I, I want to get my hands dirty too. Let's do one together. I'm ready. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so Perfect. There, we there you go. Well, you're getting things set up. That's really smart, Christine. Yeah. Social media can be huge. Again, I like the way you're doing it because 
you know, coming from your educational background, I'm sure it's very comfortable for you to explain what you're doing and kind of point things out step by step. The only recommendation I would give for you, which I'm sure you're aware of already, is just be really careful with the social media that it doesn't come across like you're soliciting investors directly off of that. Like the way this happened with this guy is perfect. It's like, it's by osmosis. It's it's organic. He reached out to you. You already had that pre-existing relationship. That's fantastic. So keep rolling with that. I, I think that's going to be great. And what what are your goals and aspirations for the next year or two? What where do you, where do you see your real estate investing business going? Well, if I find another property where the numbers make sense, I, I wouldn't mind doing another flip, uh, especially since I have a private money lender ready to go. Um, But I really want to move up into some larger multifamilies. Hmm. And keep going with that buy and hold that I do. I see. All right. And at the, yeah, you've you've managed, you've got a couple of small multifamilies. So when you say larger multifamilies, what size? Uh, Well, about a year or so ago, I was looking at a 12 unit apartment building. Um, The numbers looked pretty good. And before I could get the private money lenders together for the amount we needed, uh, the the guy decided to pull it off the market. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's a challenge. So, big recommendation there for you, Christine. A couple of things. First things first. Uh, a lot of gurus out there say, "Find a good deal, and the money will find you." I highly dissuade you from waiting for that. So, yeah, I would highly recommend that you start talking about what you're up to with multifamily in addition to what you're doing right now with the flip. So there's nothing to stop you from doing some videos, doing a walkthrough with some of your, with your duplexes, talking about some of the stuff that you're doing with your buy and hold real estate investing. So people kind of associate you with that as well. Does that make sense? So yeah. Great idea. Thank you. Yeah. Highly recommend that. And then the other thing is, what what we do with our clients is is we create a target group of investor prospects. So right now you're kind of doing stuff on social media, which is great, but there's a limited reach depending on how, how Facebook algorithms are feeling that day is whether or not anybody sees your video or not and all this kind of stuff. On the other hand, if you create a target group of people that you're already connected with, friends, family members, coworkers, business associates, people that that you know and who know you, and you get that off of social media and you create your own little platform via email and maybe a website, then you can really control the conversation a lot more around that. And you're not at uh, at the whims of the social media gods, so to speak, right? So, because that's a part of the challenge with social media. We have very little control over how our message gets out and who sees it. Does that make sense? Yeah. But if, but if you have this target group, it really simplifies your life a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. So Christine, if people would like to get more Christine Glasner and find out more about you and watch some of your videos, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, right now, that'd probably be my Facebook page, Christine mm-hmm. R. Glasner. And, uh, the videos are on there. Um, the YouTube channel has kind of been created. I'm still in the process of migrating the, the videos over there, uh, as well as getting help uh, connecting the Facebook page to the Instagram. Nice. So uh, the Instagram is 
<clears throat> excuse me, is um, my flipping fifties, which is what I call my video series. <laughs> I like it. That's a great, that's a great handle. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Christine, good work on what you've done and overcoming the challenges, personal and, and professional that you've had to overcome to make this happen and, and chugging along and doing your first flip and also looking at, at a larger multifamily. That's exciting stuff. Thank you. All right, everybody, take care, and we will talk to you on the next episode.